0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, May 29th, 2023. I'm Caleb Brown. Members of Congress are making loud noises paired with concerned hand gestures over the potential for generative artificial intelligence. But it's not exactly clear what regulation in that space would achieve. Can it effectively be regulated? And if so, what do we give up in the process? Matt Middlestadt of the Mercatus Center joins Cato's Jennifer Huddleston to discuss what Congress wants with respect to AI. Matt, I'll start with you. What's the state of play between Congress and the executive on an attempt to regulate AI, for lack of a better term?
1: Primarily, we are seeing the executive leading the way, or at least attempting to. Recently, the FTC, EEOC, DOJ, and some others released a joint statement saying they're, they're going to Look at existing laws and regulations and attempt to somehow fit those uh, to to AI. They're going to figure out how to regulate or or work with the various issues that AI systems have today and the potential issues maybe in the future they could manifest for society, um, evidence-based issues or imagined issues, and try and apply regulations to those or, or cook up um, interesting, creative ways to twist the law or twist regulations to 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 respond to these various problems. And we don't exactly know what they're planning. Um, we have some hints, but right now everything's being worked, at, worked on behind the scenes. Um, they're, they're, they're saying they're going to do these things. We're not sure exactly, we don't have any text that says
0: exactly what they're going to do. Uh, Jennifer, how do you evaluate what is likely uh, to emanate from the executive, these executive agencies on any attempt to write rules for AI?
2: We've certainly seen a sizable shift to something that appears to be a much more regulatory approach, the kind of first real statements around artificial intelligence we had actually occurred during the Trump administration. And they were a very light touch approach and just kind of a signal to agencies to, to start considering the real potential that this technology had. Now, what we've seen is that there have been rapid advancements in AI products, particularly generative AI, that consumers are encountering. Things like chat GPT that a year ago, many of us had never heard of, let alone experienced. And as a result, we're seeing more and more policymakers really start to kind of ask questions about whether they should be applying existing regulations, whether there should be an AI regulatory framework. But it's important to recognize what a general purpose technology AI is, and that there are a lot of different applications for it, and that there are a lot of exciting applications for it, a lot of beneficial applications for it, that we're seeing instead of looking at embracing and encouraging those beneficial applications, a lot of shift towards a more precautionary approach. We've seen this very recently in the U.S., as Matthew mentioned, with the recent actions of various administrative agencies, with Senator Schumer discussing a potential legislative framework, as well as with the Biden administration bringing some of the top CEOs to meet at the White House. But even more, we've seen this in Europe with a very precautionary approach starting to emerge to this technology.
0: Uh, Matt, with respect to Congress, which ought to be the one writing the rules generally, um, it it doesn't seem like Congress has uh, any particular expertise in this area. But they feel the pressure to do something, which uh, seems like a bad place to be.
1: Yeah, the um, AI expert in the room, Chuck Schumer, uh, is is really hoping to move forward with some sort of legislation. He's been doing a lot of signaling lately. Uh, yes, recently he said that he wants to do some sort of bipartisan push to regulate AI in some form. Um, which I guess in terms of recent legislative history, there is reason to believe something might be possible. Uh, we have had several bills get passed in recent Congresses about artificial intelligence, nothing regulatory. Uh, but but there has been bipartisan action. Now, going beyond that kind of broad statement, Schumer has outlined several principles that he would like to see in this legislation that he's hoping will uh, perhaps make AI safer or in his mind, ensure a better AI future. Um, A few of these include requirements for explainability, um, which would mean... These systems have to be designed in a way where, when they produce a result, you can also get an explanation about why they produced that result. Another proposal of his are a few transparency requirements. Um, He's interested in data transparency to make it clear what data trained these systems and produced these systems, as well as, in my mind concerningly, developer transparency. Who actually engineered these systems? Who is behind them? What are their names? And and how how might the public have access to that information? And so these are the broad points Schumer is interested in. He's he's he he put these out recently. Four guidelines that he's hoping to bake into some sort of bill. We don't have any text. We don't have any direct plans, but that's that's what we
0: know. Uh, Jennifer, in terms of use cases where uh, some industries may be very excited to try to make use of uh, chat GPT or uh, some other uh, piece of related technology, I know that uh, investment advisors would like to use uh, AI to be a kind of investment advisor to uh, some people. So what are the use cases that you see that might be that bring up the ire of Congress or executive agencies?
2: I think there are a lot of really exciting use cases out there, but there are also a lot of questions out there of, of that have arisen, uh, particularly around things like copyright for chat GPT pr- or for Dolly produced works, Generative AI with ChatGPT as well has has raised some interesting questions around copyright as well as around everyone's you know favorite law these days, Section Two Thirty. Um, we saw that come up both in the oral arguments before the Supreme Court as well as we've seen the authors of the original Section 230 give their take on that. But I also think it's important to take a step back and discuss some of those applications of artificial intelligence that we as everyday consumers may not encounter as much that can really be literally life-saving Applications. When we look at how artificial intelligence is being applied in situations like identifying and fighting forest fires, when we look at how artificial intelligence can be applied in situations like providing better medical care, these are re- literally things that could save people's lives. And so before we pump the brakes entirely on a general use technology, I think it's really important that policymakers consider what consequences that could have as well.
0: So, uh, what do you recommend? Matt, for, you know, what should be the process here? I realize that there's a lot of excitement. We know that this development of this technology is going to occur. We would probably prefer that development to be in the United States. Um, But I don't know, what 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 are your hopes in terms of how this proceeds?
1: I think right now, one of the biggest problems we're seeing is that existing policy and past policy actions have really focused on two things. First of all, research and development which makes a certain amount of sense, I think, in most people's mind, uh, but also um, putting these band-aids on, these fixes, these controls that a lot of regulators want to do or are aiming to do right now, um, especially the FTC. One recommendation I would have to make is to, is that we need to shift our focus, right? An R&D-based strategy, for example, is a type of strategy and type of policy prescription that would make sense when AI is primarily something that is being developed in the laboratory. It's more theoretical. It's more scientific. It's not a product that is actively being used today. It's, it's not a product that is in the hands of millions of Americans already. And so I think we need to start shifting our f- focus from promoting R&D and, and investing in research to investing in deployment. What And what that means specifically is looking at our institutions. How might institutions be inhibiting the adoption and impact and deployment of these technologies. And if you survey our existing regulatory regimes and institutions, there's a lot of reasons to think that things, uh, our existing structures might muck things up. So the FDA, for example, currently, if you look at how many drugs they're able to approve every year, uh, on average, they approve 23 drugs, which I don't know if that's an appropriate amount, too little, too much, but that's how many they can do right now, today. Now, imagine a future, a very reasonable future, where AI systems are able to discover new drugs within 30 days. We have a proof of concept for this. A recent system did this. They they used artificial intelligence, AlphaFold, a a product of DeepMind, to discover a new potential liver cancer drug within just 30 days. Normally, that process takes 7 to 10 years. They did it in a month, which is crazy and amazing. Now, an FDA that can only approve... 23 new drugs a year is probably not an FDA suited to a situation where we might get a deluge of new treatments, new cures, new drugs, new medical technologies. And so we need to be looking at how, how might institutional choke points uh, forestall potential progress and forestall the great impacts we could have from these technologies. This stuff could transform people's lives if we allow that.
2: I agree that we certainly need to examine how existing regulatory red tape may be preventing some of these beneficial developments and deployments of AI. I think when it comes to those people that are expressing concerns about AI, there's also the other side of that of are those concerns already addressed in existing law? Do we actually need new law to come up to address, you know the some of these concerns around real issues? Similarly, for policymakers or for regulatory agencies that are looking at this, I would really caution against general broad sweeping regulation because the applications vary so much. And that we really need policymakers and regulators if they're going to say they need to regulate artificial intelligence, AI, machine learning, to be very specific about what exactly they are trying to regulate and what the harm they're seeking to address is, and to make those regulations as narrowly tailored so that we don't miss out on the huge amount of benefits that this technology possesses.
1: Yeah, I just to, to jump off of that, I, I'm worried about the current approach that the various independent agencies in the Biden administration is are p- pursuing right now which is which seems to be an approach where they're trying to consolidate or centralize power under just a handful of agencies like notably the FTC who really wants to regulate artificial intelligence in some way i think this consolidated approach just doesn't make sense for something that's going to literally touch every single policy domain driverless cars and AI image generators are not just different, they are wildly different. And to expect that one agency, the FTC or whomever else, might have the subject matter expertise to deal with all these boundless, diverse applications, is, is it just doesn't make sense, right? Um, we should spread the load and give the Department of Transportation uh, staff them up or give them the authority to to handle these things in a much more informed, nuanced way, targeted way, as you suggested, um, rather than put things under one agency that's going to genericize everything and, and create one size
0: fits none solutions
1: that inevitably will just either mis-target or suppress innovation.
0: Matt Middlestad is a research fellow at the Mercatus Center. Jennifer Huddleston is a Cato Institute research fellow. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.